Hey guys, and welcome to the Healthy Huddle. We're going to talk all things health-related based on our real-life trial and errors. I'm Peyton, a retired college athlete with a love for holistic nutrition. And I'm Rachel, a creative writer, forever student, and mental health advocate. We may not have all the answers, but we're damn sure going to try. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Healthy Huddle. This is episode 12, and I'm super excited for this episode. There's a couple reasons why I'm super excited. Um, The main one being that it is our first episode with a guest. I can't even wait for you guys to hear what she has to say, because this is always a topic that I will associate her with. It's always something I kind of go to her for if I'm struggling or if I kind of need some advice. I feel like she's very good at giving advice on this specific topic. And she's my ride or die. She's one of my best friends and she's helped me through a lot of things. She's kind of like a mentor in a sense. We played college soccer together. We've been with each other through thick and thin, through everything. We're very much on the same wavelength and we have pretty much the same exact energy. So I hope that comes across to you guys. I hope you guys can understand where we're coming from. Yeah. So without further ado, our very first guest ever, which is so exciting, Miss Ashley. What up? (laughs) Hey, girl, hey. I know. This is going to be so fun. I will just say, though, disclaimer, guys, this is the first time that we're doing a guest and we're still trying to figure out, you know, how to record it remotely and then also make the audio sound good. So if there's a little bit of technical difficulties, just bear with us because we're still trying to figure it out. We're still kind of a baby podcast and we're still trying to grow. But I think this is super exciting for our platform. Rachel also is very much involved in this. She's super excited that Ashley is on board with us this episode as well. She literally just like ran upstairs and was like, can I just say hi to Ashley real quick? Like, I love her. And I was like, yeah, that's the energy she gives off. Ash, I want you to kind of like just introduce yourself a little bit. Just give like a little background. Who you are, where you came from, and kind of like how we're friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I want to give a short little plug to you and Rachel because (laughs) I think what you guys are doing and what you guys are speaking on, obviously, you know, Peyton, are things that I'm super passionate about as well. But I just think that there are topics that for a long time people have been afraid to talk about and there really hasn't been a room for it. You know, not only does going into an uncomfortable place require you know strength to do that but it's also requires a lot of vulnerability and I know just being friends with you that's a place that's new so I don't lie when I say in other episodes (laughs) I struggle with vulnerability like here you are here's one of my best friends who can vouch for me that I struggle with this and this is something to me but we're on this path together so but it's it's super awesome you know I think there's been so many people that have reached out that Peyton and I went to school with or whatnot that we played soccer with or we didn't that have, you know, been behind the scenes, like hyping up Peyton and Rachel and this new journey that they're kind of taking on and like topics that people are too scared to touch. And especially I think for females, it's important. And I I think especially for people like us in particular, who are previous C1 college athletes, like 
they're just things that might for a lot of females or even males just sit in your head and you don't know, you know, if you can talk about or not. Yeah, I think it's super cool. Um, I'm super honored that you guys um, allowed me to do this with you pay and be the first to kind of test it out. So I know that this is going to be the first of many, but like Peyton said, I did play with her. Um, We met my junior year. So back in 2013, although the year before that, I got the privilege of playing with Peyton. I met her at a summer camp and I knew right away that we just clicked on and off the field. And um, yeah, she was literally, I mean, we had a whole like kind of how sororities have it, little sisters and Peyton was mine, right? Yeah. And so literally, I think my senior year, Peyton slept on my couch and she had her own place because we just were the best of friends and um we've stayed we have stayed that way ever since and we've stuck through everything together and life is a journey and I we still go through times where I I need Peyton and Peyton needs me so yeah so that's kind of us though we've been together since then um back in what is that it's like seven years now and yeah almost almost eight yeah but a little bit about me though so when I finished playing I actually transferred from Tennessee played soccer there early graduate played there for spring and then after the fall my freshman fall I transferred to Campbell finished my career out there I had an extra year um, a redshirt year and I didn't take it. I actually ended up getting my master's right after school. I'd gotten into a pretty good um, master's program at West Virginia for sport management. I knew pretty, I think around my junior year, I kind of had it figured out in my head that I wanted to stay in college athletics. Um, I wanted to be in the administrative role and grow my way up the ladder if I could. And I knew I needed to get my master's. So I was super lucky. I got into a program, ended up also getting a graduate assistantship and And then um, once I graduated from there, I worked with the football team there, worked in the compliance department, and then got my first job at Coastal, climbed my way up um, in a role there, stayed there for three years, actually just left that role this summer in May, June, took on a new role here in Kansas um, at Kansas State University as their directors of compliance. So which is sick. Like, I just want to take a moment to just <laughs> acknowledge that. Like, that's freaking epic. You've literally climbed up this ladder in such a short period of time. And and in a male-dominated field, nonetheless, which I think takes a lot of guts, it takes a lot of courage, and it takes a lot of confidence, which is yeah. exactly what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> which is exactly why I think Ashley is totally the poster child for this. She's definitely had some struggles of her own. I mean, you know, we all have, but... I think she's persevered a lot and had a lot of experiences that have led her to having this confidence and this radiating confidence because I feel like it comes off on me at times as well. And I know it comes off on other people because I see it with my own two eyes. So confidence basically, guys, is what we're talking about today. (laughs) How to have confidence and what kind of struggles people face with confidence and kind of all of that aspect. And it's coming, yes, from a female perspective, but this can also be for young males out there um, as well. (laughs) Ashley just took a big chug of wine, you guys. (laughs) She's a little nervous and that's okay. I told her I'd drink with her too. So we're both just chilling, drinking some wine, just having a conversation with you guys. So Ash, I'm so excited you're here, dude. I'm so pumped. Long time coming. I know, for sure. 
All right, so let's freaking get into it. So my kind of first question, and we've kind of discussed these a little bit before, just so you weren't completely caught off guard. But my first question for you is going to be obviously the general open-ended conversation of what does confidence mean to you? So kind of like in your own words and kind of summing it up a little bit, what do you feel like confidence truly means to you? So for me, I think it's a journey of self-love. Confidence, that to me is, you know, kind of being comfortable in your own skin and in your brain and waking up in the morning and, and having a why. And I think confidence fuels that. So I think it's a journey of self-love, but I also think that it, it, for everybody, it's measured differently, right? Like for me, I think that I would probably at this point in my life, and, and I'll say this, I think that a measurement of confidence can change throughout your journey. Um, I think for different points of your life, you're confident in different things. So for me, like right now, and probably the last three years, it's definitely been my career. I have been successful in it. And so it's been a strength of mine. And it's been the forefront of my life, really, the past couple of years. So that's my how I measure it, you know, other people, it's going to be different things. I mean, I think at one point in my life, and um, Peyton knows this too, and probably can attest this for herself, but it's been the gym. And you know, you can, you know, you're confident in the gym, because for whatever reason, your body's looking better, your numbers are looking better, whether that's on a scale or a PR or what, what not it's in the gym at one point in my life it was it was a soccer field for some people it's going to be being a mom or a dad or a hobby you know whether that's your you like to write in your free time or you you do podcasts in your free time you know you host a bomb podcast or okay paint or whatever it is um that you're doing you know it's different measurements to everybody which is which is natural and that's like I said I think that that changes throughout your journey for me probably right now would be it would be my career but I also believe in this truly I don't think self-confidence should ever be attached to your self-worth yeah that's when I think confidence can can control you in a negative way yeah I think it can almost be detrimental when you start attaching your confidence to your self-worth yeah because now you're not looking at it as a journey you're not kind of trying to discover who you are and not like you said I think which is a good thing to hit on I think that's a super important aspect of finding self-confidence is to dig deep into who you are as a person like what is your personality like what are your wants your desires what are your strengths your weaknesses but I think when you attach it to your self-worth now that's not you looking on the inside that's you looking on the outside That's you associating what people say about you with your worth and then essentially with your confidence. That's not the idea behind it. It's yourself. So what is, what do you find valuable? What do you find worthy within you? Not what, what other people say about you that, I mean, that's like that saying what, what other people say about you is none of your damn business. Like, I think that, I mean, come on now, like, but I get where it's hard. And so I think that's why, you know, you it's a roller coaster. You're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. And there's definitely, like you said, going to have some forefront in one section, like both you and I, when we were our absolute skinniest 2017. Okay. (laughs) We were looking good on Instagram, but I can tell you for damn sure, because I know, because I've, we've talked about it. You and I were not the happiest we've ever been. We're not the most confident we've ever been. We looked the best maybe sure, but that meant shit to us. 
Yeah. And I think that that too kind of goes off the fact that like confidence isn't just a journey of your strengths. It's also a journey with your weaknesses. Right now to this day, like you said, like I know I've been maybe leaner in my life or what or whatnot, skinnier, whatever the word that people associate looking better with. But that doesn't mean I don't love my body right now. Like I look back and I'm still like, okay, I'm still on a journey with my body. And you know what? I'm okay with that. You have to still find a way to be confident in those areas. It's about owning that, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I personally believe that confidence comes from when you own your own shit without any apologies. And maybe the only apologies you're giving is to yourself and forgiving yourself for things that maybe didn't go your way or that you, you lacked on somewhere or whatever it may be, whatever you're dealing with right now, it's owning that, recognizing that, and then making that decision to be like, okay, this is the information I'm presented with. What are we going to do with it? What is the situation, the scenario? Because you're never going to be able to control that. You can't control what your situation is looking like, but you can control how you respond to it. That's a decision. That's a choice. You're making, you're making that concrete decision to be like, this is a shitty situation, but I'm going to buckle down and grind and not care, not give a damn what anyone else is saying. And I'm going to do the damn thing. And if some may like it and some may hate it and that's okay. Because if you feel like you crushed it, that's confidence. That's all that matters. Done deal. All right, Ash. So now we're going to go kind of a little bit personal. So we've kind of discussed, you know, like what confidence is like as a general theme. But now I kind of am curious, like I want to know what do you feel or what time of your life do you feel like you really struggled with your own self-confidence and in what areas specifically were those in? For me, the first one that comes to my mind is definitely is when I was at my skinniest or fittest in my eyes and probably other people. But I I think and the reason I think that is because that's where I most at that time identified myself because I didn't have a job yet. I just graduated from my master's. I had stopped playing soccer and I don't think I had ever processed that I was no longer an athlete because I went so quickly for me into my master's and into my next degree. So I was occupied. And when it was done, I didn't have a job and I didn't have something else to occupy me except for the gym. And so I immediately put all my confidence and all my energy and all my time into that I struggled when it came time to trying to get out of that specific space, uh, headspace of this is what my life is right now. Because for me, at that time, too, it kind of becomes a domino effect. I mean, when you're feeling good, you're posting yourself on social media, you're hoping for the more likes and the more followers. And it becomes unhealthy. I think there the twofold for me personally was I also had put so much time into my career. I mean, I moved to West Virginia, seven hours away from my family and friends, put all my marbles in one basket, hoping to make this career happen. And I still didn't have a job. So not only am I, all my confidence is going into the bucket of my body image, it now the only the thing I had, you know, stressed about and put all my time and energy into was my career. I didn't have any marbles in that bucket. I just think for for me, that was a low one because not only do I feel like 
that was a time where I struggled, but getting out of that then when I did get a career, I didn't have the amount of time or energy to put into my body. So my confidence, naturally, if you don't have the same time or energy to put into the gym, the results aren't going to be the same for anybody. And so yeah, sure, I was still fit, but I wasn't as fit as I was before. And so I really struggled. I remember at one point, watching my body change. And not like I said previously, like, I'm still in my eyes and in my heart, like I'm happy with where my body is. Do I want it to be better or whatever? Do I work to get fitter? And I mean, if anybody who follows me knows I have a Peloton and I love that thing dearly. You know, I still go to the gym and I put effort into that now, but I do know, you know, as I'm, as that time period where I'm switching my focus from a gym or my body image into um, this new career, when I got my job at Coastal, I know that I watched my body change. And that was a struggle, you know, because my confidence had to be is was now switching out of a body image confidence into back into a career one. I think that the tough part is for females, for most females is that balance, right? Like, how do you balance being confident in your body while also striving to meet your goals outside of the gym, whether that's yeah. career wise or relationship or what whatnot. And unfortunately, sometimes we identify ourselves so much with the body part that it takes on this obsession that turns into instead of confidence, a weakness, we get into this comparison, I feel like of where my body what my body looks like compared to the next girl or what the girls on Instagram look like, or why are they getting more likes than me? Or why don't my thighs look like that? Or my abs look like that? And it becomes unhealthy. It ends up becoming this terrible self image battle in your head. That's funny, because I think you said two things in that that really stuck out to me, because I went through the same exact thing. And people who listen to this podcast, or have listened to previous episodes, and if you haven't yet, you really should. Okay, shameless plug. But they know that I really struggle with body image, specifically straight out of college. Because like you said, because I know you struggled with it as well, you lose that self identity, you lose that we were athletes. That's what we were. That's how we identified. That's what everyone knew us as. So when you lose that, you have to find it somewhere else. But I think that the difference between attaching your confidence to your self-worth and attaching your confidence to who you are as a person is that body image. So I think both you and I went through the same struggle where we attached our confidence so much so to our body image that it became our self-worth, but it became our self-worth in a way that was approved by society, that was approved by our peers. And that's detrimental. You're never going to attain it. And if you do attain it, it's not sustainable. Clearly it wasn't for either one of us. I mean, straight up, like we got, I mean, we got really skinny, you guys. (laughs) I like we both were psychotic with it because we both have addictive and obsessive personalities. Probably why we get along so well, not gonna lie. Yeah, so that's the first thing you said was super interesting because I totally can attest to that and I can totally understand where you're coming from in that aspect. And I think there are a lot of both probably females and males and probably athletes that have graduated and moved on that I can completely understand that perspective. And the second point that you made that I think is very important to note is the fact that the moment your body starts to change and the moment you focus on other things, so like your social life, your career life, your family life, anything like that is the moment where you start to actually hone in on your self-awareness to understand what confidence truly means. Because I can tell you right now, 
that ain't it. You thinking that you're super confident because you're the skinniest version of yourself, that ain't it. It may be it when you take a picture. It may be it with all the comments and likes you get. But I mean, under that, under those comments, under those likes, if you peel away those layers, I'm still this sad fucking girl trying to figure out my purpose in this life. Right. It's funny because you realize at a certain point in your life, and especially I'm sure for females, you do get this obsession of, okay, when, when's my next picture and how am I going to look and how many likes and is it going to get me new followers and is it going to get somebody's attention and, and is it going to get that guy or girl that I, that I have a crush on? Is it going to get their attention or whatnot? Stupid things that go through your head. And it's like, okay, if I keep this up and I turn 50 and I naturally get out of shape or saggy or whatever you do at 50 years <laughs> old or whatever the age is for you. You might look great at that age, 60. Like, are you still chasing that around? It's a waste at that point. And I'm not saying like, yeah, I still go on social media. Of course I do. And I still post pictures or whatnot. But I think that your focus becomes different when you really do get that confidence. The obsession isn't there. And... I feel like at some point, it, it's not, will they like me? It's, I'll be fine if they don't. I love that. Yeah, like, will they will they like my picture? Well, know what? I don't care if you like it or not. Like I like it. I'm okay. The light bulb goes off in your head where you're like, man, like I have, and you know what's even better? Not even just like the light bulb, but it's also like a journey looking back. Who is this girl? Because I like her. Yeah. <laughs> because people don't probably know that because you don't want to talk about it. Like it's like truth about most females that like, we don't want to talk about that's unhealthy, mm-hmm. but it is. And guess what? Like that's a point where you should wake up and go, no, this isn't, this isn't okay. This could become unhealthy and this will affect my mental state. And this is not confidence. This is desperation. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that comes down to it though. Confidence is a decision. It's a choice. And we're not saying that it's going to always be the easiest decision or the easiest choice. It's probably going to be hard as shit some days. It's probably going to feel damn near impossible some days, but that difference is okay, for how incredibly impossible and how incredibly hard it feels, do you still choose that? Do you still go for that? If that is a yes, do you still try and get after it, even though it feels like the hardest thing to do? That I think is the true testament of having confidence and being self-assured and knowing who you truly are as a person, because yeah, it's the hardest decision, but it's the decision that's going to fulfill me the most. So that's what I'm going to go for. And I agree. I think looking back, I mean, both you and me, we, sorry, Ash, I don't want to speak for you, but like, we've talked about it so many times. I feel like I freaking damn near can. We (laughs) put a hundred percent our self-worth and what we looked like because we both were kind of going through it at the same time. And so we put our energy into the gym because we wanted to put our energy into looking a certain way and getting the most likes or, you know, being complimented by all these random people. And it's like, but for what? Why am I, why am I wasting my energy on trying to be her or him or them or whatever it is when I could focus my energy on being the best version of myself? Right. And I will say like, that's an ongoing struggle. Like example, I didn't work out today. And Peyton knows me. She knows that right now I am struggling with the fact that I ate Chipotle for lunch, Starbucks for breakfast, and I'm not having a glass of wine. And I am struggling with the fact that I didn't get on my Peloton or I didn't go to the gym today or I didn't sweat. 
and on top of that, I am, have become an addict of closing my mood goals. And I hate that I didn't do that today, but it's okay. Like I will get after it tomorrow and I'm confident that I'll get after it tomorrow because I didn't get after it today doesn't mean that my confidence should shrink or, oh my gosh, like this is terrible. My body, no, forget that. I'm okay. It's fine. Things happen. You know, you get busy and that's life. You find these moments where you're like, wow, that's proof that it's grown. I would completely attest to that where you can see the progress and it's like visible, tangible progress. I'm the same way. I hate when I don't work out, but I know it's necessary. And you know what? Again, like you said, I love that you said that. I'm confident I'll get back after it tomorrow. That's done deal. Like, because that's a choice I'm willing to make tomorrow. I needed maybe a little time today and that's totally cool. That brings me into my next question, Ash. So when you were your skinniest, tiniest, whatever gym obsessed self back a couple years ago and you didn't feel very confident, what do you think the difference is now? Like looking at it now where I I truly do think you are one of the most confident people I know. And I think most confident version of yourself that I've seen and I've known you for almost eight years now, where was like, where's the difference or where's something maybe you've made a tweak in your life where you think that that progress has been able to come through and really been shown? I think for me, I have been willing to, I hate the term leave people behind. I like it better. You no longer sit at my table. In, in everything that I, I look around, like whether it's my closest friends or my family, like I protect and you know, Peyton knows this, I'm an, I'm an eight, I'm a strong eight. And, and uh, I protect who sits there because I think that that, that is so important who does. And what I realized is confidence also has a lot to do with who you surround yourself with. What I started to see in the changes were like, who are, who am I trying to impress here? You know, why am I trying to be the skinniest or the fittest? It's definitely not for myself. These likes and these followers or whatever, somebody's attention I want to grab, like, that's ridiculous because they're not helping me. You you can't sit at my table and I'm gonna, I'm going to protect that stronger than I ever have before because I've seen how influential that is and how damaging it can get. So I want people that are at which is why I think you and I get along so well that are at the same energy level as me, that are same motivation as me, that when I go to them and say, hey, this is my goal or this is my dream or whatnot, this is what I'm working towards right now. It's not, well, that's stupid. You'll not, you know, like that's too much. Or, hey, Peyton, I can't talk tonight or I can't go out with you because I have a big work day tomorrow or I have to prepare for this or meeting or, you know, I have things going on in my life where I just need me time. It doesn't even have to be about work or I have to get to the gym or whatever. And instead of saying, no, I don't like, like that answer, Ash, it's heck yeah, I support that. Like, I'll catch you next time. And I think when you start putting those people at your table, it's huge in your confidence. Because again, it's a journey. So the people at your table are going to be there for the rest of your life. That is such an amazing point to make because I'm a firm believer in the people you surround yourself with and the people you choose and the media you choose to consume. It needs to be uplifting. It needs to be empowering. It needs to make you feel like you can do the damn thing. Because if you don't have people in your corner that will do that for you or that you feel like will do that for you, 
it can be detrimental. You can feel isolated. And then, you you know, if they're like negative to you all the time, you put your self-worth in that. So then the negativity that they are projecting onto you is now how you're seeing yourself. And I hate that. I hate that. I'm not, you know, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm not a judgmental person. But if I feel like you are not uplifting me or are not, like Ashley says, her favorite analogy ever, bringing to the table the same amount that I'm bringing, if you're just going to munch off my plate the entire time, no, we don't do that. So my question for you, Ashley, and I think you kind of basically answered it, but I'm hoping you can kind of go more into it just a little. Do you firmly believe that the people you surround yourself with do attribute to your own self-confidence, not your self-worth? I'm not talking about judging or being toxic in that way. Because I do think that confidence and independence are correlated. I think that people just normally associate, oh, she's really confident. So she's just probably an independent, selfish bitch and probably doesn't have any friends. And I think that's unfortunate because that's never how it actually is. That's just how, you know, the media kind of portrays it, especially females in a male dominated world. Do you think that, you know, the people you truly surround yourself with can boost your confidence? Like, is there, is there room for that? Yeah, I mean, the people around me and the females that are around me and the women around me are the ones that are fueling my fire and my confidence at times. I think that I do come from a family of strong females, one, and I am in a career where I feel it's really important for women to uplift each other. I also think the fact that we played a sport, a team sport of females in college, we saw the value in uplifting each other on and off the field. And so for me, I I think it's crucial. Uh, I do think when I am at my low confidence points, and you do have those days, of course, everybody does. I have females around me, like, again, I hate to use the analogy, my table of um, friends that that do uplift me and that do inspire me, even if like Peyton were to call me and give me her issues that she's going on with or, or whatnot. It gives me confidence to know that I'm not alone sometimes. And and I think that that's huge because you kind of feel like you're going through this journey together with, with your friends that are just not coasting, you know? And I think that that's the most important factor to me is I'm, I don't have people around me that are just coasting in life. I need to have people around me that are trying to strive for bigger and better things, whatever their area is in, because it motivates me. And that's, that's the same path that I'm on. And like I said, like we said earlier, like I want people that match my energy. So yeah, I do think that that's super important. And to touch on why I think it's not only for me personally, it's not only like the friend factor. And like I said, yeah, I have family members. I have two sisters, a mother and a grandmother who I look up to tremendously. I think also I have a lot of female mentors in my life that come from my career, whether they're coaches or former bosses or whatnot, that I go to and I specifically even have them in my life I might not go to them all the time some more than others but I have them because their journey and what they are doing and who they are in their career and how I know them on a personal level inspires me and makes me confident to think one I'm not too much two what, what my goals are are not too crazy Three, like it's okay to take chances. I mean, in June, I moved without ever seeing Kansas. I came out here by myself 
no family, no friends, had never visited here, single, and made it because I knew that it that it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. So you gravitate towards people who give you the confidence to wake up every day and fuel your purpose. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Like that is prime example of the confidence you hold because you moved from coastal Carolina to Kansas State. I mean, those are very different. You know, no one out in the Midwest. You're not a normal Midwest kind of bitch. And yet here you are thriving and you've made this beautiful friend group, I think as well, because you tell me about them all the time. I'm so happy and I'm so thankful that you met people who are like-minded out there and who are, you know, strong females and are young, like in, you know, mid twenties trying to make it. And they really have helped, I think, grow your confidence on more of a social level. You know, that just speaks volumes to the kind of confidence you're holding currently and not in something superficial like your body image. You're holding confidence in who you are as a person. You're holding confidence in what you bring to the table, your personality. That's beautiful in itself because that's when you know, oh, I can move to Kansas by myself. And you had like what? Like not even a month's notice for it? Oh, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks notice. I think too, as like, I don't know, I, I call them like chapters of your life. I feel like you look back and... Like for me, I've had, I think I've had multiple, like I can look at Tennessee, I can look at Campbell, I can look at West Virginia, I can look at Coastal, now my new one. I think that's another thing, like you have to have the confidence to to close a chapter and move on to the next one. And I knew that I was confident to walk away from Coastal, whether it was Kansas State or another opportunity, or whether it would have been a year from now or whatever. I was confident that that chapter, I was, I had written it and I was, I had ended it the way that I wanted to end it. So I think that that's super important for people. That is something that you have to have immensely huge confidence to, to make that decision. So just as much as I think it's a testament to your confidence to just up and move to the freaking Midwest, I think it's even more of a testament to your confidence because you are a female in such a male dominated field. And I also think too, I just want to kind of hear your perspective on it. One, from being a female in a male dominated field, such as student athletics, but also two, I kind of want to hear your perspective, Ash, on how you view social media right now. And is it more detrimental to a young female or young male's confidence? Or do you think it's a little more empowering, a little more inspirational? Because I mean, social media right now looks a lot different. I think it breeds a lot more of a comparison mindset, which can drive you, but it can also be very toxic if brought into a negative, you know, cycle like that. So I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts, one on being, you know, the female in such a male dominated realm, but also from the social media perspective of it, like, how do you, how do you think that plays into effect? Yeah, so I I definitely am in a male dominant career and which is why sometimes people look at females or I think it's gotten better but it definitely is sometimes that I look at them or have in the past because statistically we're just not in this business. I mean, in power five and some people, some people might not know what that is. There are five conferences that are the main conferences that are huge revenue conferences. And there's 65 of them total in division one power five for NCAA for 65 at universities and institutions. You have 65 athletic directors. They're like the CEOs of, of the athletic department, right? the presidents. So out of 65, 
there are only five women, five. So the statistics for white males in our, in my career is dominant. And that's just in power five. Now there's, there's other things like group of five, which is where I came from with coastal and those statistics have grown, but for, for females, you know, that's why sometimes it takes a really, I think a special female to walk into this business and, and have the goal to maybe get there one day or to get on a senior administrative side of things and really push to get there and and work to get there because you're working against numbers that are just not in your favor. That was never something though I think I even thought about like you know, that, that was never something to me that was going to hold me back. Like, tell me I can't do something and I'm, I'm going to work 10 times harder. I think for me, you know, it was always more of a motive, more motivating factor. And, and here's the thing. I think that there, that's not to say at all that, you know, screw the males of my industry. Absolutely not. I have been around and, and am around phenomenal men that empower women. And I think that that's huge. And I think that that's come a long way. I never got into this business either because I wanted to, you know, be that woman. I was a student athlete who had three different coaching staffs and I wanted to advocate for student athletes or be able to pick out the right coach one day and give them an opportunity. So if you can get around more females or inspire more females or mentor more females in any industry, or even just in the world in general, because there are situations like that. I mean, my, my mom is and Peyton's mom, same industry can attest to this in the banking world where again, male dominant, there are other people and industries and females out there who struggle with the same battle. It's not just me. I know that I'm a huge proponent because someone did it for me. And I think it should be a domino effect of taking a female underneath your wing and, you know, mentoring them and show leading the way for them as someone else did for you. Has there been like much adversity that you faced being in such a male dominated kind of field? Like have you maybe, you know, missed out on an opportunity because you, you were female and do you feel like that at all? Or do you feel like that's actually just kind of pushed your confidence that much more to be like, well, okay, I'm surrounded by men, but I'm a strong ass independent woman and I can do this just as much as you can. I'm just as capable. I feel like there was a switch that flipped or has it kind of been taking some time? Is it still in the process? Yeah, I don't think that there's like a definite thing that I missed out on. Like, I mean, I think you have to have a little luck and I think you have to have a lot of determination and and work ethic, right? So I think for me, I've kind of in the sense of I've always put my head down and worked really hard, but I've also gotten lucky so far in my career a little bit. I mean, when I went to Coastal, I was a coordinator. Six months into it, actually probably a little more than that. It was probably about eight months into it. I became the director and that's because I had worked really hard. Uh, My old boss is my mentor still. And so I don't necessarily think that I lost an opportunity, but I will say I have run into situations where, again, because I'm a woman who can be blunt or does value my voice sometimes more, that seat at the table, sometimes I am looked at as too much. Are you looked at as intimidating, you think? Yeah, I I do think so. I think that that's happened a few times. And, you know, whether that's working with coaches who believe that, or colleagues that believe that, 
or other people in leadership roles who, who males who believe that I do think that. Or just anyone in life, really. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone in life, I mean, again, another topic that females don't want to look about. I will never forget when a guy told me I was too alpha and I thought this is nuts. You thought, oh, aren't you a cute little beta? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's fine. Maybe some that is too much for some. It's all preference, right? I mean, and the opposite yeah. though, too, right? Go both ways. That should never be something that someone else gets to tell you what you are and what you aren't. Right, and I and so yeah, I do think that there's a stigma when I do think too. Then you get caught in between of not only is she too much, but she's too independent. Yeah, that's what I think I had touched on earlier a little bit. I can't remember exactly what I said, but confidence and independence go pretty hand in hand. Honestly, perfect segue into my next question. Do you think there's such a thing as overconfidence or over independence? And do you think that that can maybe then be flipped into arrogance? There is a fine line there. And I think sometimes that line gets blurred a little bit in specific situations and with specific personality types. So just touch on that a little bit. Do you think there is such a thing as being over independent? Yeah, I mean, I think first over independent, absolutely, because I probably not probably I was overly independent the last three years, I can definitely say that I didn't have a social life where I lived really, I was I was a workaholic. And so there are times where, you know, your confidence and whatnot runs away with you and you become overly independent, you just naturally turn everybody else off. It, it just happens. And so, yeah, I do think that, and, and I think it become it can become dangerous, right? Because then now looking back and, and I remember leaving, I, I said, wherever I go next, I want to have a better social life. I need to have a better social life. It's healthy to have a social life. Now I, I do, and I do have a great group of friends here and I am in a better situation um, in regards to that which I'm super grateful for but I I think that that can naturally happen now it can be shown verbally or through example there has to be a balance because if there's not a balance and you're over compensating in one area it's going to negatively affect some part of your life that line can get crossed at times And I think it's up to you and only you to real. Well, no, I take that back. I think that other people can help you realize that and help you understand that more. But I think it's up to you and only you to understand how to respond to that, how to approach it, how to even fix it possibly. Because, you know, that fine line of confidence versus arrogance is very prevalent. And if there's one thing I could hammer home to people, and I think probably Ashley could agree with this, it's that confidence comes from honing in onto really truly understanding your personality, what you like, what you don't like, yada, yada, yada. You know, we could go on forever with that list, but it really truly comes down to, you know, the self-actualization part. And people probably have a hard time with that because they directly associate confidence with having this I don't give a fuck attitude or not caring what others think about them. And while yes, I do believe that that is necessary in some cases to not really care what others are saying about you, I think to have true confidence is to understand what others are saying about you and then to continue to choose to really kind of still go with what you believe is correct and what you believe is accurate or what you believe is true to yourself and to that moment. Arrogance is really not even caring what others have to say or their opinions or perspectives or beliefs on things. Whereas confidence is 
respecting what others have to say and their perspectives and beliefs on things and then continuing to choose and be confident in your answer or your decision or your way of life. That I think is the difference and and it can be skewed by social media and by others and especially by peer pressure because I think peer pressure can become the enemy of confidence and self-confidence and self-actualization so that balance is a fine line. It's like a gymnast on a balance beam, you know? You can get knocked off sometimes, but it's do you stand back up? But I do think it is unfortunate that in today's society and in the day and age of social media that we live in, it can be a little harder to kind of understand yourself truly because you're always comparing to someone on Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever platform you're using. You're always Not only are you always comparing yourself, but you're always being told what this standard is and what you should be and where you should be. I think that for me, there's a positive and there's a negative to it. The negative is definitely we've touched on this, but, you know, the comparison, you're just I I can't imagine I say this all the time growing up right now with how intense social media is it's everything it's snapchat it's i don't even have a tiktok but my god it's tiktok and it's instagram and twitter and all these platforms and facebook that you you know have this need to be better than the person next to you to have a better picture to have more followers to get more likes to get more comments fire emojis whatever it is as much as i love the hype up on it Um, The pressure of it is immense. And I can't imagine how detrimental down the line that's going to be for some of the for growing up in this era. But I will say the other side of that that I think is positive is it can also be used as a voice. I think that that's huge. I mean, look at this podcast. Look what you guys are doing. Look at the topics that you're talking about. And you don't even know how many people you could be touching or females or males that relate and feel better because wow they went through something like I did or this is the first time I've heard somebody actually be real and talk about this the power of your voice and the power of the example that you can set is huge and love my girl Michelle Obama and she has said this and I actually have it on my wall in my office. Uh, if you're afraid to use your voice, give up your seat at the table. And that is that just- damn table. Jesus. I, but I relate that back to social media. Like you, you can have a voice on social media, right? Yeah. And I think when people are hyping you up or when people you see that, you know, your goals really align with them or any type of thing like that, where someone is, you know, again, bringing, just as much energy and just as much power and inspiration to the table that you are, that can boost your confidence. And it's not, it's not even the fact that it's someone else saying it. It's the fact that it's making you believe it. It's in within yourself. It's like fabricated in our system for us to feel a little good when someone hypes you up like that. You know, social media, I agree with you is a positive and a negative. Unfortunately, there is a lot of negativity out there, but you know, that's also a decision to choose to not to focus on that. I mean, be aware that it's there because that's definitely something you have to be aware of that is going on and there's a lot of shit happening in the world. But also choose to focus your energy on the positives and I guarantee you, you'll see a 
an empowerment and a boost in your confidence, putting my energy and putting, you know, my efforts and my goals into empowering not only others, but like empowering myself. That's when I think, you know, I really started to see that change in confidence personally, at least. All right, Ash. So my kind of like last question for you, and I think it's kind of like a good wrap up question is just, you know, the simple fact of what advice have you been given or received or seen or whatever that you would like to put out into the world or that you want someone to take away from this when it comes to struggling with confidence and trying to find your voice and who you are as a human being? I remember the first time that I knew what it was I felt like. I was playing club soccer. Um, My club coach at the time, I remember him saying, be excellent at your strengths and average at your weaknesses. For me, it was huge because I had a game that was so specific that in order to get recruited or whatnot, I had to really, really separate myself from people and I had to be excellent at what those things were. And my weaknesses, when he said, just focus on being average at them, but my gosh, be excellent at your strengths. That was huge. I mean, my confidence just took off after that because I I did. I, I, I created this separation at certain parts of my, of soccer that, you know, I got more looks at, or I got, you know, I was the person when we needed to do this, this and that during the game. I think that that's so true in life. Do you, everybody has strengths and weaknesses, but your strengths, they can separate you from other people and your weaknesses. Like there are just some things in my life that I'm, I, I am who I am at them and I I can work on them, but I am who I am and that's okay. But like, you have to accept that part too. And so I, I think that that was something that was huge for me looking back. I mean, I think I was like in middle school when I heard that and it's really stuck with me throughout my, throughout my life. And the second part for me that I would say I would want to put out into the world is the fact that, and I know this, I promise this will be the last time I reference the table. I promise. But I believe so, so much that when you know what, and it's, it's a journey, right? Like self-confidence is a journey and it's a journey of self-love. And I said at the beginning, and I believe that the time in your life, when you know what you bring to the table, like, again, be so confident in that to say, I'm not afraid to eat alone. You know, it, I'm not. I, and I think that when those, when you can say that confidently, you become dangerous and you become feared by those around you that don't believe that that's when separation happens as well. That's when people really start to excel. And not only like, do you see it meeting your goals and expectations, but also like Peyton has said, I think in my life I have become, and it's not only just Peyton who's told me, my family's told me like my confidence has grown and and you can see that in people and you can feel it. It is confident enough to say like, I'm okay to be independent and I'm okay to eat alone. And I know what I bring to the table and you can sit there if I allow you to sit there. Like we touched on earlier, you know, there is a fine line between being independent and being strong, being powerful, but also being like too independent and too confident. And it almost becomes like arrogance in a sense. So I definitely think there's a balance, but I would agree. I mean, you know, if you too are confident enough in what you bring to the table, other people are going to match that because they want a seat next to you. When people are kind of given that like, or I mean, and you're not physically giving them an ultimatum, but when they feel like they have that ultimatum to where, you know, shit, I got to step up my game because this girl's going to elevate 
she's going to keep growing, keep progressing because she's just that confident in who she is as a person. I need to match that because I want to be where she's at, or I want to be where he's at, or I want to be where both of them are at. Shit. I don't know. I don't know. I love when I like meet someone who is confident because you can just sense that no one has power over them. No one has authority over them. They do not get dictated by other people. They do not get told this is how you are and you're just a little too much or you need to work on this. No, 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 no. I'm in control of my own self. And it's because I am the only me on this freaking planet. So who are you to tell me what to do? I think that that's what clicks in my head. If I'm feeling, you know, a little not confident, a little down, a little sad, whatever it may be, I'm in that moment where I'm struggling. When I switch that flip to be like, wait a minute, Peyton, you're the only fucking one that is exactly like you on this planet. Why the hell are you going to let any of these people tell you what it is? Screw that. When I meet somebody and it's like, oh, they're going places. Let me get on your train. I mean, within that, um, we can touch about this just a little bit because I don't want to get like too crazy into it. But, you know, we've talked about because Ashley comes from a family of strong females. I come from a family of strong females, kind of like a nature versus nurture aspect to it. So for that it factor, yes, I completely agree with you on that. But I think to an extent, anyone can have that it factor. For me, I grew up with very strong, independent, I'm going to grind my ass off kind of mother and grandmother. And so I saw that and that's what I associated, you know, being a female with, because that's all I saw. That's all I referenced. But I think if you're not someone from a family like that, that's okay. But maybe your it factor looks a little different. Maybe your it factor is being a mother or having a beautiful family. Your it factor can look a little different. I don't think that one person's end goal is that end all be all standard. Like, no, I think everyone varies. Right. My first boss, I remember we had with the athletic department at West Virginia, she had walked into the room and everybody went silent. And I remember I was a baby. I mean, a graduate assistant fresh out of college and, and whatnot. And I remember my dad going, how was your first day? And da, 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 whatever. How's the meeting? Whatever. How's it going? And I said, you know, what's crazy. She walked into the room and demanded respect without even speaking. And I mean, I, I remember his jaw dropping and he still references that. And I, cause I, at that moment I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. This woman didn't speak and everybody went silent. A room of hundreds of people. She didn't even have to do anything and she just exuded so much confidence and, you know, showed it for herself. And I think and was inspiring with it. And you're right. I mean, that to me, again, I, she didn't come from, a, I would say, a strong female background as I did. She chose to be confident. Again, it can be nature versus nurture, but it also can be the willing to choose or not to choose. I, I agree. I think if someone was to ask me, you know, what's your best piece of advice for how you're confident or if you struggle with confidence, you know, what would you say to someone? And that's exactly what I would say, that it's a choice. It's a decision and it's not always going to be the easiest, easiest decision. It's a skill. Like I think confidence, just like anything is a skill that is learned over time and through experiences and, you know, a combination of maturity and, you know, realizing what your personality meshes well with and what your strengths and weaknesses are. I think it is a skill just like anything to constantly be learned, you know, to kind of realize like, oh no, that's not what I, that's not what I needed in that moment. 
I need to go this direction and to be totally okay with that. If you're going in that direction and no one else is that I think is confidence truthfully. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we are getting to the end of the episode. I know this was like kind of a longer one, but it's our first guest, you know, let us have this one for a second. We are getting into the very best part of the entire episode where we kind of sum up our best advice and our best tidbits and pieces we really want to drive home to everyone that's listening. So it's time for the huddle up. Okay, guys, so for the huddle up this week, since we do have a beautiful guest speaker with us today, we came up with them kind of together. I'm going to do the first one and then she's going to do the rest of them because this, I think, is such an amazing topic that she really has a lot of perspective on. So for the first piece of advice that we kind of want to put out there, and this was something that I truthfully still struggle with and I'm still learning and I definitely do think it has helped me progress in my confidence levels thus far. It's the fact that you have to learn how to forgive yourself. You have to learn that it's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay if you make an error. It's okay if someone doesn't see eye to eye with you. It's okay for all of these things to happen. You you forgive yourself and you move on. And that's something I struggled with because I would harbor these emotions. I would be so upset with the fact that I wasn't being a people pleaser 24/7 or that, you know, I did make the mistake or I did mess up or whatever happened that I would harbor them so hard and I would just let them fester in my brain that it would ruin my confidence for not just that day, for that week, the two weeks, that month, whatever it was, the time period where I needed to recover from it. And I, I mean, I still like tell myself verbally, even sometimes like, okay, Peyton, it's okay. We're going to do better next time. Move on from it. This is how we learn. And I think that's a true sign of you know, someone who's confident in themselves is recognizing a mistake and recognizing a weakness, but then understanding that it's okay and that they're just going to learn from it. So the next one is don't compromise your energy, protect your yes, and don't be afraid to say no. Your time and energy are the most precious things. It's okay to tell somebody, no, I can't do that because this is more important. Or you know what? Yes, I can do that because that's a part of my life where, again, I can skip the gym and I can go out with my friends and have a dinner or have a cheat meal or whatnot. Those things are fueling different areas. Like I talked about before, I think that are important, like your buckets that every part of your bucket should be giving you confidence. Okay. So for number three, we have surround yourself with people who empower your vision. I can't emphasize this one enough for me. The people in my circle, I have a tight circle, but they're meant to be in that circle. I believe the moment that you let cancer in your circle, it spreads. It doesn't help your confidence. It doesn't empower you. I remember growing up, my dad saying, you are who you hang out with. And I believe it fully. Shit, we had a whole episode about friendship and about who you surround yourself with and what kind of media you're consuming and what you're surrounding yourself with. Not only people, but with things and media and whatever it may be that empower that same vision as you is incredibly crucial in you finding your voice and you finding your confidence, really understanding what it is that you believe you were put on this earth to do. And that's incredibly important and something that does not need to be looked over or looked as as less than or frowned upon because you're saying no to someone that is super toxic. Right. You know, like normalize the fact that sometimes, yeah, I'm gonna not want to be friends with you because you bring me down 
you're a dark cloud over me all the time. And I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. And not, and to even be more specific in, in what we've kind of talked about throughout this whole episode, I am a proponent in fixing other queens crowns. I think that that's huge that in a world where we're still trying to break ceilings and there are still, like I gave the statistical example of the field that I'm in, there are fields out there that need more women and they need women to empower empowered women and it's huge and so I I think that that in particular is something that needs to be not only out there but it needs to be practiced so for number four we have you will intimidate the wrong people and excite the right people and I love that so much because again you know this is obviously an episode that's kind of been focused on female empowerment but for women who are in an area where it is male dominant, sometimes you do feel that way where you are too much or, you know, you're too independent or you're too blunt or you're too alpha. And that will intimidate some people. The ones that intimidates, forget them. Yep. And the ones that excite them, excite them, love on them because they're the ones that are going to lift you up and are going to be the ones that believe in you. And you need people around you that believe in you. Yeah. I, I love this. I think it's very concise and to the point and kind of gets across our overarching theme of your confidence in the way you present yourself. It shouldn't be dictated by someone else. So if you feel like someone is judging you or putting on negativity towards you or just kind of making you feel kind of shitty, no, like that, that's, that's how, you know, that's the wrong person. Those are the wrong people because your confidence doesn't come from another person or what anyone says about you. Your confidence comes from within yourself and the right people are going to recognize that. And not only are they going to recognize that they're going to allow that to grow for you. They're going to want to lift that up for you. And the wrong people are going to try to cut that tree down. And it's hard to do though. It's hard to cut people off like that. It's hard to just be like, nope, well, we're done. I get that. But I also think, you know, it comes down to just the simple fact of, is this your life or is this their life? It's a call that you're going to make. So you better make the right one. Okay. Number five, confidence is a journey, not a definition. It is a journey of self-love, but it doesn't define you in moments or even throughout life. You know, in my lowest moments that me and Peyton talked about when our body image was what we were, we thought we were most confident in that didn't define us in that during that time, girls or guys that right now in their life have a focus on social media that doesn't define you either, or comparing yourself or comparing jobs or whatever it is, this comparison of life, even it can go to, I've seen sometimes with moms, right? Like, oh, she's a better mom. Um, she does more with school. That's a definition. That's not a journey. And confidence is meant to be a journey. Figure out ways through new situations in life of how to love yourself and be confident in that during those times of self-love. How we are as humans, we want to get fixated on one thing or fixated on, you know, the quick fix or the quick definition even. It's hard for people to understand that just like with anything, like your health, your fitness, you know, relationships, anything is going to be that journey. It's going to be something that you have to work at day in and day out. And what it comes down to is that you didn't come out of the womb confident as hell. I wish that was the case. I really do. But it's not realistic. It's just not. So your confidence, I do believe is built over time. 
And that's just a conscious decision that you have got to be making. And it's going to dip sometimes. It's going to dip sometimes. And then it's going to be through the roof. It's going to skyrocket sometimes. I think personally, whenever I have those dips in my confidence, I have to kind of take a step back and evaluate, okay, why am I feeling like this? And then when I have those skyrockets of confidence, I have to, again, step back and evaluate, okay, why am I feeling like this? Like we're feeling good. Self-evaluation is truthfully the key, I believe, to confidence. Any type of thing that is directly related to yourself and kind of digging deep within yourself is always going to be a journey. There's never going to be a quick answer because I've already touched on before. You are the only one of you that is in this world. No one else can tell you because they don't know how you're feeling. They don't know what is going on inside your brain. So it's always going to be a journey and you have to accept that. And you have to realize that this journey was not meant to have a direct dead end. It was meant to keep turning and twisting and winding. And that's how it's going to be. So make the best of it. Put your energy where it needs to be put. All right, guys. So that is it for today's episode. I just want to give a huge shout out to Ash for coming on as our very first guest speaker on an important topic that, again, we don't think is touched on enough. And definitely, of course, Rachel has been just as much involved with this creative process as both of us have been as well. And we just really both want to say thank you to Ashley for being so wonderful and really coming on and being vulnerable, if I'm being honest, Ash. Like, I'm loving this for you. Yeah, you know, day by day you learn that, and I think you guys have helped with this, that your vulnerabilities help other people be strong. And that, to me, is why I believe in so much of what you guys are doing. And I believe Peyton loves this word, puts good vibes out there. Uh. (laughs) The good vibes. And there's so much... Uh, unfortunately hate in this world sometimes that when people are so passionate about things like this that are actually helping people it's such a beautiful and comforting thing to see and hear so it's awesome what you guys are doing and I can't wait to see more I know it's going to turn into bigger and better things and I'm so honored that I was the first guest and that I was a topic that not only means a lot to me but I know is, is an important one for you know people out there and in particular women so Oh, you're the best. Love you, girl. Love you more. Thank you guys so, so, so much once again for listening to this episode of The Healthy Huddle. If you guys liked what we have to say and you want to hear more from us, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so we are able to grow our brand, grow our platform, and hopefully be able to reach more of you. All right, thank you guys. See you next time. Hello? 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 Okay, I want to just like test out the different. So it's recording again. You're using computer audio. Hi guys, and welcome back to the hell. I already fucked up. Um, wait, Pete, pause. A confidence of yourself, yes, but also, also.